Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do. So probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation, and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life. From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars: courses, coaching, and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S O B E R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. We are so excited that this episode of Sober Awkward is sponsored by Sarah Rusbach Coaching. Find out more later on in the episode. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Should we get started then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said I'm never drinking again and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one while you head to a dodgy after party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep, we're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober. An unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. So it's not that we are avoiding each other, Vic, but I have just got back from Bali and now you're going. 
I am actually avoiding you. Oh, sorry. Yes. yes. Have you noticed that whenever you, I say I'm going to meet you somewhere, I don't show up? And well, then... you, you go to the right place just two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. very late. It's always my life plan to avoid you as much as I can. Yeah, we just meet for like 45 minutes a week, get these out of the way, the yeah. worst part of both of our week, and then we just avoid each other till the following Monday. Although we did have dinner together last night, didn't we? Yeah, that was a mistake. You inviting yeah. me for dinner and your yes. plan to avoid me. Damn it. Were you hoping I, th- I was going to say no? No, I just thought I, ha- I have to wheel you out occasionally in front of people That's... just to go look this is Hamish this is who I do the podcast with just in case anyone's interested and then afterwards they say can you not invite him again please? Yeah, he was a loser what a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we were talking about hotels this episode we've spoken about sober holidays and the weird drinking culture around airports and aeroplanes but we haven't until now taken a closer look at hotels specifically The idea of writing this episode came to me as we were booking our recent trip to Bali. So like I said, Liz gets the free hotel, so we were Googling lots of them to see where we wanted to stay. And when you Google a hotel, what comes up is like a slideshow of photographs selling the hotel. And what I noticed is that every slideshow had at least one photo of a cocktail or a drink by the swimming pool. There was always alcohol in the slideshow early on, in the first two or three photos. It's funny how we notice that now, isn't it? Yeah, we're very tuned in Yeah, very tuned in. I think it's fairly safe to say that drinking and holidays go hand in hand. Without the stress or schedule of work, that fuck it button becomes hard to resist. And as we grow into the holiday, the first beer of the day comes earlier and earlier. Especially if you're on a girl's weekend or a lad's birthday or a wedding or a boozy work function. They all add to the relentless booze marathon. Hotels are not idiots. That should pretty much confirm our sponsorship deal yeah <laughs> i'm saying it on record hotels and their owners oh we'll sponsor them they, they said they, we're they not idiots. Like they're on brand <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i can do this for money hotels and their owners are not idiots okay yeah, excellent so they know that we like to drink a lot on holiday and they capitalize on it of course over the course of this episode we're going to cover the lot from hotel websites to bedroom mini bars from swim up bars to cocktail menus By the end of the episode, we hope to take you back to that feeling of being hungover on a Sunday in a foreign airport with a long flight ahead of you and a screaming child kicking the shit out of the back of your seat. I need to tell you about a guy in the queue behind me at the airport on the way home. Yeah. Okay. Aussie guy with his girlfriend. He was getting whiter and whiter, noticeably whiter as the queue, as we sort of spent longer in the queue. Anger. It was getting white with anger. Sickness, it turns out. He then sprinted out of the queue, like pushing children out of the way. And he threw up in a bin, (laughs) in a bin in front of everyone in the queue in the airport. And his girlfriend's sort of going, oh, you know, he gets a bit nervous about flying. And then she goes, we've also been drunk for seven days. And then she he came said back. That, she said she? that. That's and hilarious. then he came back and he stripped. So he was topless. Yeah. And then in just like shorts and flip flops in the queue because he was overheating. You know, when you throw up, you overheat. Oh, you feel horrible. So he's just white and <laughs> partly naked in a queue of an airport, having thrown up in front of everyone there. Oh, God, that's a good reminder for it you. Was, you I like, was oh, so, so smug. glad. Yeah. I'm so, so glad I don't smug. drink. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But we hope that by walking you down memory lane and sharing some of our own experiences, we might help you say no to the booze in hotels, holidays and everywhere else in your life. All right, Haim, it says here that you want to start with a game. You know I love a game. What is it? Monopoly? 
Warhammer, Tetris. It's not a drinking game, is it? I did think about it, but then maybe with coconut water or orange juice. Yeah, it wouldn't be a very funny no, drinking no, it's game. It's not really the time or place. No. I want to. I want you to take your phone out or your laptop. Get yeah. that open. You okay, can do I've this. Yeah. Do this as you're listening as well. And I want you to Google the first hotel that pops into your head. Oh, because you were talking about centre parks. I'm yeah. thinking Butlins. That's a classic okay. English hotel holiday. So I want you to Google that. And whilst you do it, I'll talk you through why. So the planning of a holiday for me is the most fun part of the whole trip. I love it. I love the packing. I love the daydreaming and the chatter about the fun we're going to have and the build up. I love getting to the airport and I love then obviously the holiday happens after that. Well, if you're a bit odd like me and love the planning, once the flight has been booked, you might start thinking about where you're going to stay. You'll hop on Google like you're doing now, Vic, or you're doing at home. And if you're sober and you're you're Googling hotels, this is where it can get a bit problematic. As I said, every hotel we looked up had booze on the landing page. So the first one that popped into my hand, I thought I'll Google something. I thought the Ritz, that's like the best hotel in the world. I Googled the Ritz and booze comes up three times on the homepage, three different photos. To be fair, I then Googled the best hotel I know, which I think is the Burj Al Arab in Dubai. I think that's like a seven star hotel. Oh yes, the one with the fish tanks. Yes, the one that looks like a sail. No booze. I thought, ah, UAE, very different story there. So no booze in the whole thing. So if you're Googling now one in the UAE, probably there'll be no booze. So, Vic, you've gone for Butlins. Which which Butlins are we in here? It's Butlins Big Weekenders, exclusively for adults. That weekender feeling, it says. Yeah, that screams booze. So actually, all it is, is a picture of a burger with a pint of beer next to it. Okay. So it's the first picture that's come up. And then what was that second picture? That was like someone... That women like an, partying looking like, like an, off their heads on drink and drugs. <laughs> Do they have a nightclub? Is Butlin's yeah, got a nightclub? Yeah, it says it, it's got like a... Look, it says DJ Spoonie presents the House of Garage. Fat Boy Slim presents All Back to Minehead. Festival of the 60s, Oktoberfest. So these are all the weekenders which are all booze, based oh. around booze. Ibiza, Call It Dance, We Love the 70s. So it's every picture is people drinking and people raving. Okay, this is the first time I've ever Googled... A hotel that has more photos of people raving than the rooms. Yeah, there's actually, there's, no, there's the actually room. not any photos <laughs> of the rooms. We're so ingrained to think that going on a holiday is about drinking that, ho- that hotels jump on the opportunity. Vic, you love telling me how tiny my brain is. Well, <laughs> hotels know that too. I'm a daydreamer, so they plant the idea of myself drinking this fancy-looking to- cocktail with condensation on the side while sitting in a pool at sunset, and I bloody fall for it and book the hotel every time. Yes, there's something to be said about those cold beers on a hotel website, just like that Butlin's one. Once you arrive at a hotel, you often get sat down in the reception. Your bags might be taken away and it always seems to take slightly too long for you to check in. You are sitting with your hands free with nothing to do. With the stress of travel still slowly subsiding, this is another opportunity for your hotel. You're like a sitting duck. Can we talk about that for a second, checking into a hotel? So you get there and they say, can we have your ho- your ID or your passport? And then you sit down and it takes 25 minutes. I don't know why. To- it's <laughs> all on there. You've already filled in all the forms. Usually on bookings.com where yeah. they just have to go, yes, I see that you are. But then they always ask you for the credit card of what you've yeah. booked for the hotel. And you're like, I'm not even with that person. And it becomes this whole hoo-ha. And then they say, oh, do you want you know, your driving licence or photo ID? <laughs> 
people just don't carry that stuff it's around. Wild, and then isn't I'm it? like showing them text messages of my driving license. <laughs> They're like, sorry, that's not good enough. And then it just ends up being a palaver, doesn't Why it? Why is it not just like Vanstone, yeah. room three, there's your key, off you go? They don't trust you. No. I think it might be to do with booze, actually, because they're probably fed up with people trusting their rooms that they want a photo ID so they know they can charge you. Actually, I went to a hotel recently and they booked it. was a really nice hotel mm. when I went down to something in Brisbane and me and John had gone for a night for our anniversary. Mm. And when we went into the room, I was like, it smells of vomit and there's a wet patch on the floor next <laughs> to the bed. And I went to the cleaner and said, we're not going to sleep in that room because someone's been sick on the floor and it smells of vomit. And she actually walked in and went, oh, yeah, you're right. And moved rooms. But I was like, you're not going to try and get away with that. I was sleeping. I was on the case straight away. I was like, I'm not sleeping in a room with vomit next to the bed. Wow, in yeah. a posh hotel. So that's why they ask for ID, because they often probably have to charge people extra because they puke on the carpets and yeah. things. Yeah. Hamish and I are so excited that Sober Awkward is being proudly supported by Sarah Rusbatch Coaching. Sarah has supported thousands of women across the globe to completely change their relationship with alcohol. Sarah's upcoming challenge will provide you with incredible resources, tools, information, education and connection over the 31 days of July. When we ask Sarah why her challenges are so successful and get such good results, she always tells us it's because of the connection and support in the group. That support and accountability is what makes this course stand out from the rest. You'll make lifelong friends who will be there to cheer you on. Sarah's July Alcohol-Free Challenge is our top recommendation for those of you wanting to take a break from booze. To ensure you don't miss out on Sarah's July Challenge, head to her website, sarahrusbatch.com. Hurry up, it starts on the 1st of July and spots are filling up fast. Change your relationship with alcohol today with Sarah Rusbatch Coaching. Well, this is my other theory, is that actually when they've got you in the reception, you are sitting duck. Yeah. So, allow me to introduce you to the welcome drink. Oh, yes. Okay, so now in fairness, although I'm sure lots of hotels do offer an alcoholic refreshment at this stage, I was not offered one during our recent trip to Bali. I was offered something far better. You remember when we did our freebies episode, we talked about what would be like the greatest freebie to be given in this exact situation, because really alcohol is what we get given the most. And it's a good freebie. Like, that's why they do it. They go, oh, everyone likes yeah, alcohol. When you're a drinker, you yeah. appreciate it when it's when it's free. When you're yeah. when you're a drinker, and I was like, I don't know what the answer is. Well, the hotel we stayed at in Bali has the answer: cold towels, lovely, and then they had two different flavored waters, mm. which I really appreciate. But yes. mainly the cold towel, because oh, yeah. airports and flying is quite yeah. a sweaty and stressful situation. A cold towel on the face, oh yes, really nice. Uh, my favourite thing on arrival would be like a flower lay. You know, those lovely, oh, yeah, to yeah. say welcome to like the traditional welcome. A nice lay from yes. a local. Yeah, a good lay from a local <laughs> any day. <laughs> but have you ever been greeted at a hotel with booze? Many, Even now or before? Yeah, many times. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really stay in a lot of posh hotels or places where you offered a welcome drink. But when I went down with Lucy to Brisbane, we were offered a drink and we had that situation where we walked into the bedroom and it was just this bar so that was kind of our welcome to the room was just a bar with all the drinks set out in front of us tiny bottles it's so weird Always. it's like mini mini me version of a bar isn't it in thailand when we went this time we are welcomed into the reggae bar wherever we went they were like come down to the reggae bar and have your welcome drink 
And for me, there was a real change in this visit when I went away because I used to be a great customer, Hamish. Mm. <laughs> the, the reggae bar men were like, Vic's coming, we better stock up. Yeah. But this time, I had a sort of sense of guilt because I have become a shit customer in yeah. a bar. I am like the worst customer. Do you bring your own tea bags and just ask for a glass of hot water? <laughs> Seriously, I would. John has a soda water and I might have maybe a pineapple juice. Yeah. And then we sit with that for, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids only have like a lemonade and we are just rubbish customers. Yeah. And I just sat there feeling guilty the whole time. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy going to reggae bars, which was where I used to hang out when I was a traveller. So that was sad. Do the waiters panic and keep coming back and go, can we get you anything, anything else? No. You've been here for an hour and a half. Yeah. Anything else we can get you? Anything. They just wanted us gone, of I think. I did, yeah. And also I felt like I wasn't supporting, like I wasn't supporting the locals. You want to go to mm. these places when you're on holiday and spend some money in the local reggae bar. But we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. drink enough lemonade. It just <laughs> wasn't going to work yeah there was holidays when I went to Malia in Crete those kind of girls holidays where they'd give you shots on arrival wow I don't know why they did this you usually if you went to a resort in Malia on holiday which is in Greece the women were given free alcohol the whole time yeah so I've in been... all the bars in the resort and by the pool the, the people would come around and give the women free drinks now I don't know whether this is quite I, I don't know. It's quite bad, isn't it? Because yeah. I don't know whether they did it so that we were more easy prey mm. for the men. It's got like I've a kind of... I've never heard of that in a hotel. I've heard yeah. of that in nightclubs where they go, girls drink free. Yeah. Or the guys, you're only allowed in if you bring two girls because every club wants to be full of girls. It was one of those resorts that was attached to the nightclub. Yeah. So it was all to do with like going out later on and getting you sort of riled up and started for a big night out. It's sleazy, isn't it? It is really sleazy. And you always ended up going home with a tan and probably a case of crabs in your undies. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it made you have holiday romances. Well, I don't know whether I'd call them romances. They're more like flings or one-nighters. I would never have done any of those things sober. But of course, if you're having a shot on arrival and all your friends are doing shots, it's kind of that peer pressure thing, plus that holiday mm. feeling, plus you don't want to offend the hotels that are giving you a drink for free. It's like a big combination of everything you can't say no to. Dangerous. I bet the hotel cleaners do not appreciate free shots on arrivals. No, the poor hotel cleaners. Grim. Yeah. What about you, Hamish? So I can think of quite a few, not so much at the reception when waiting to be checked in, but in lots of other situations. Mm. So we've stayed in hotels to celebrate anniversaries, or we stayed in a hotel the night that Liz and I were meant to get married, had our wedding in Bali gone ahead. And they always give you a bottle of bubbles. You know, oh, if yes. someone gets wedding anniversary, bottle of bubbles, which is lovely. Like, yeah. undeniably, a hotel does not have to do that, and they do do it. I guess the only issue is that they, there's never a question of do you guys drink? Okay, here's a bottle of bubbles. Yeah. And you don't feel like you can send it back. Yeah. You know, so what we've done in that situation, if one of, you know, Liz was pregnant when we obviously should have got married, like we take the bubbles and don't even drink it there. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Well, just take it, give it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they you know, had that come up quite a lot. So they were there trying to be kind. I guess, yeah, the, convert, the expectation is that you drink. Then, yeah, we had a, a couple of times we've stayed in hotels where you get free booze during certain periods of the day. Yes, yes, it's like so a happy heard about hour. This. Yeah. yeah, so in Japan, the first place we stayed at was free booze between 5 and 7 p.m. And you didn't even need to go to the hotel bar. They would deliver it to your room. Right. So we were there at the same time as one of my best mates was there on his honeymoon. So he said, meet us at five o'clock in our room. It was unlimited booze. You, like, you pick up the phone and call reception, go another bottle of this, another bottle, you know, more beers. They'd bring them up. So we drank them from five to seven, then had our night out for right. you know, a cheap night out, which is wild. So they're just hoping that you're going to get pissed and just spend more money on dinner and more money on booze in the bar later on and all of those Probably. things so they're just hoping that it's going to make you a bit more 
bit kinder to them and not so kind to your wallet. Probably. And yeah. we had the same thing in Bali when everyone was invited. This is the last time we went. Everyone was invited to an event to like meet the hotel owner oh, or yes. the manager, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we're all out on the grass at sunset and it was just free booze and nibbles so we could all meet the manager. Yeah, they Why do that anyone gives a well. shit about yeah. meeting the manager? Yeah, the captain, they all go, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have dinner with the captain last night. It's like an old sort of colonial thing, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's so out of date. Okay, so you've checked into your room, you walk in, whether it's nice or not, you look to your partner and say, wow, this is nice because you don't want to lower the vibe on the first day of the holiday. And before you unpack, you check the minibar. Travel days are stressful, right? Arriving into the hotel room and crashing on the bed feels like the holiday's finally getting started. There's another opportunity here for the hotel. Just three steps away from that bed is an entire minibar full of a variety of miniature chilled alcoholic beverages that are ready to drink. Who could resist? God, mini bars. It's a very odd concept, isn't really. It wild? It's kind of preying on you a little bit, isn't it? It's yeah. preying on you having gone out for dinner and getting back there and going, all right, what should we what should we have now? Because we're still thirsty and we're going to have the most expensive thing in the tiniest bottle. Yeah. And it's going to cost us a fucking fortune. But because we've already had drinks, we don't care. I guess that's when they get drunk. So you've got this moment when you arrived there and yes. the holiday started. But yeah. probably it is Later pissed. On. And you go, oh, bugger it, let's just yeah, drink it Yeah, because no one would drink those drinks sober, no. would they? Very, they're, very small, they're very, very small. big prices. Yeah, big prices. You'd rather get out, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I only noticed the cost of mini bars in sobriety because I think before I knew that they were costly and expensive so i always went to the off license before and stocked up on proper size bottles of booze so that i didn't have that bill the next morning so what we would do is we would get to the hotel room look at what's in the mini bar and be like okay they've got this brand of beer Mm. and then we would drink the mini bar and then before the whole thing got checked the following morning go to the offy buy that same beer and then replace it Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, Quite, so we're not giving drinking ones. tips no, we're, not, no. we're saying don't do these, you but these do are that. things you can we, do it with lemonade. Yes, you can do it with lemonade. These are things we have done in the past. <laughs> but yeah, we're not trying to give you drinking tips. That's the last thing we want to do. Also, is it just me, or is it always hard to tell whether the mini bar is included or not included? Yeah, I feel too self-conscious to ask that question, and I've had a few times where we've checked out of a hotel. And then realised that the mini bar was free and like, oh no! Oh no! We could have I've eaten all the chocolate. Yeah, oh, yeah, free chocolate in your room. Free chocolate. I we never did it. That. No, no, no. Like, mini bar included would be such a sell for a hotel. Yeah. Like, we'll just keep replenishing all the chocolates. Yeah. And yeah. you can just go for it. I would book that hotel. I would book that yeah. hotel too. I really stayed actually in hotels with mini bars. I was a backpacker. Remember, I was lucky if the room had a bed or electricity, or in fact, a hole in the ground that I dug with a spade. Anyway, the bottles always looked too small for me. I was better off staying in a bar until dawn. So imagine the moment you've dropped off your bags. Maybe the eye-watering price of the mini bar meant you were able to resist that first hurdle of a drink. So you throw your hotel dressing gown on and slippers and head to the pool. Now. It's only until quite recently, obviously, that I've been able to get out of the mindset that the holiday doesn't begin until you're having a drink by the hotel pool. Yeah. That is sigh of relief holiday started and very difficult to recalibrate your brain out of that yes as a sober person because you have all these associations with what a holiday is so therefore you think that sitting by a pool with a cocktail is the start of your holiday and to to rewire your brain into thinking differently is very very hard at the beginning yeah and i think hotels know this and they capitalize again hotels not idiots remember so a lot of the hotels we seem seem to stay at, these fancy ones, would have a swim-up bar, which yep. is maybe 
my favourite thing about any sort of... Being able to sit on a stool in a pool will never get old for me. And Irrelevant of what you're drinking. And do they serve drinks in glass or plastic? Oh, plastic. It is in plastic. Okay, plastic. Well, that would worry me otherwise. But swim-up bars are just a gimmick that I will never get over. No, Even just, if you're not drinking yeah, alcohol, yeah. they're good fun. It's almost like a, a glass wall in a pool. That's something I'm like, oh, God, yeah. that must be a posh yeah. hotel. It's yes. got a glass wall. So, yeah, a lot of them will have swim-up bars. If they haven't got a swim-up bar, there'll always be a cocktail menu. Yeah. And we had a moment in Bali. We got there. It was day one. We got to the um, to the hotel. It had the swim-up bar. It had the cocktail menu. Liz looked at me and she goes, I really want to have a cocktail. And I was like, I went to the bar. I said, do you guys do any non-alcoholic beers? Actually, it's a good warning for you. Bali. No, no idea what non-alcoholic beer is. Oh, they don't have non-alcoholic beer. Not a single place we oh, went. Yeah. So I said, do you guys have any non-alcoholic beers? And the guy, completely straight-faced, he said, oh, yeah. I said, great. What have you got? He goes, Ginger beer. Yeah. <laughs> not, That'll do. Not exactly what I'm after. They didn't in Thailand, actually. That's They're why not. John has sober, soda water every night. Yeah. Well, that's why I just drunk a crazy amount of uh, fresh coconuts. Yes. So so I ordered a fresh coconut. Liz sat with that temptation of wanting a cocktail because that's what we've always done mm. for 10, 15 minutes and then got a fresh coconut with me. Didn't drink for the rest of the holiday. Incredible. So it, just get over that first hurdle. Yeah, get over the hurdle mm. and just shows you leading by example there. It was like, actually, Haim's not drinking. So therefore, drinking on your own is probably not going to be the same. And then sit with that feeling. Liz must have thought, well, shall I drink? Shall I not drink? And she's thought it through and she's let the craving pass. Mm. And then she's ordered a big old coconut. Lovely. Do we need to talk about coconuts for a second? Just how lovely they are. <sighs> They're so yeah. Especially if they have to be cold, though, don't they? Have to be cold. Occasionally you get the odd sourish one. You're like, oh, that's come off the tree a bit. I think that they are the greatest answer to a sober person on holiday. Yes. And yes. I know that most countries that I've ever travelled to before won't have fresh coconuts. It's because Not, of the vessel though, isn't it? It's all in the vessel. It's all in the it's, vessel, you feel, yeah. I feel more on holiday than if I'm holding a cocktail. Yeah. Like you're holding a coconut. Yes, That's it's what very holidays holiday. look like. Even a pineapple. Like sometimes you sometimes get a smoothie in a pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm always, I've got the photos for those. I'm yes. like, look at me, I'm on holiday. I've got, I'm holding a pineapple. But I, I reckon I had one or two coconuts a day. You did the same in I Thailand, did the same, didn't you? Yeah. And sometimes they say, sorry, Madam, we've run out. And I'll be like, look up. There's like hundreds of them. <laughs> Just go and shake that tree over there and I'll get one of those. Yeah. The only bad thing about coconut is that your kids want to sip because it looks exciting. Yes. So you have to share it. But it's the other bad thing, Hamish, is that I down it in like like I used to booze. Yeah. I get the straw in my mouth and I'm like gulping it down like a maniac and it's gone straight away. Yeah. So I've, my, my high is very, very brief because I've sucked the whole thing down my yeah. throat. Yeah, 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 that is true. But you, I don't know how many you could sit and have in a session. Uh, after one, I'm pretty much... <laughs> I don't think I can have six. Yeah, I can have six. No. So we've established that hotels are practically designed to throw alcohol down your neck at every opportunity. Our association of relaxing with alcohol equals huge profits for them. But how can we enjoy a holiday whilst ignoring these temptations? You mean other than drinking coconuts and holiday in countries where alcohol is practically impossible to find? Yep. (laughs) Okay, so to be fair, this is a tricky one. We've become so ingrained that holidays equals hotels equals drinks. We actually started looking at the idea of staying in a yoga retreat style hotel. Okay, yeah. So that was one of the freebies we could get. So they had classes, they had healthy food, and there was no alcohol at all at the hotel. So that was quite a good way if you want to still stay in a hotel but have no temptation. It's not even on the menu that could work for you. Or you could go on one of those sober retreats. I know a lot of women do that. Yeah. They go away for a sober holiday and there's loads of companies that run them. And you can just have a week of doing yoga and all those things like you talk about healthy food and meeting like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Perfect thing to do as your first sober holiday. Yeah. 
we actually felt a bit guilty about the idea of staying somewhere like that because we were going to bring a 10 month old yes. into an environment that was fairly zen and yeah. he likes screaming and throwing food at breakfast and we yeah. were like oh yeah. we would have felt we would have felt so on edge that he was ruining everyone else's day yeah the hipsters we wouldn't be happy with yeah that, we right. just got really judging looks by yogis yeah. so we didn't end up doing that one but that is that is an option that you could do yeah that is a good idea i think going somewhere where they don't have alcohol even in india they don't really drink alcohol or one of those arab emirates countries yeah. like which um dubai like, abu dhabi yeah some of those countries yeah. they don't drink alcohol so that that can actually be a really yeah. good idea i found that calling ahead to a hotel now this is a really good tip if you are sober, it might be a good idea to book a hotel and then phone in advance. And actually, they will remove the minibar for mm. you. If it's triggery, like get on top of it and think, well, what, what's going to make me trigger on this holiday and what can I do about it in advance? Um, and they, you can even ask for that welcome drink to be replaced and say, look, I don't drink. I don't want any alcohol around me. And when I arrive, I would like that to be respected. <laughs> and I think now because people don't drink as much as they used to and people are more um, used to being around, non-drinkers I think that would be something that that would be okay if you think that the boozy environment of a hotel might be too much for you then there are plenty of other accommodation options so we're talking about options where you control the drinks that come in and out of the room so for example we stayed in an Airbnb in Bali it was much much cheaper there was much more space it also came with a cleaner which was pretty glorious did she rub oil into your stomach uh, no she I tell you what, funny story. She ended up babysitting Sunny. Oh yeah, nice. And the first night we came back, I'm like, "How was it?" She goes, "Oh great, I've just given him a massage." <laughs> so she had like baby massage oh, oil, and he was sitting. Oh, oh my god, They're so amazing! So sweet with babies over there, aren't they? Sunny was like Harry Styles yeah. in Bali. There's something about him being blonde and blue-eyed that they could not get enough of him. Every right. time we went to a restaurant, the waitress would come like, can I pick him up? Aww. And she would take him for a walk. He would go meet the chef. Yeah. He'd go into the kitchen. One morning we had this buffet breakfast at the um, at the hotel and Liz was in bed. I took Sunny up. I turned around to get cereal. I came back. There were five women yeah. and two men at my table. One of the women was FaceTiming her child <laughs> to introduce the child to Sunny. They all asked me if they could take photos of him. Yeah. Amazing. Like a superstar. Yeah, he was a superstar. Oh, bless him. Other options that we've talked about on the podcast, obviously camping. I've always been I've always been keen, keen on the idea of doing a house swap. You know, if a hotel's oh, yes, too I'd love much. To do a house swap. A yeah. house swap. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good way to You'd make money. You always have to feel as if the place you're staying at is slightly nicer than your own. Yes. Otherwise, like, oh, damn, we're staying yes. in a shitty place. And we've but got sometimes they would like their ho- your house more than theirs anyway, so it always works out. Okay, yeah, as long yeah. as everyone feels like they're a winner. I haven't been brave enough to join a house swap website, but yeah. I quite like the idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Quite. House swap and B&Bs, there's so many options out there, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, what is really required is a total change of mindset when you go to hotels and accommodation. You will find yourself doing this a lot during the early days of your sobriety. For too long, we've associated holidays and relaxation with an alcoholic drink in hand. Sadly, our society is in no rush to change this perception. There's too much money to be made from exploiting it. So it's up to you to do the work. Remind yourself why it is that you are really going on holiday. So we're going to list a few in case you've forgotten why you're going on holiday. We're here to remind you. We're here to tell you off. Well, I want to start with a left field one which I never would have thought of until I became a parent. And I feel as if the parents listening will be nodding along with this one, which is why staying in hotels specifically is so nice, is that you don't have to make the bed. Mm. You don't have to cook. Mm. You don't have to do the dishes or clean the floors or empty the bins or do any hoovering. And that, no matter where you're staying, feels like a holiday now. Absolutely. 
That is so true. And even I don't like going to self-catering anymore because I like going out for dinner because I don't want to wash up afterwards on holiday. Like, I do all the chores yeah. here all the time. My life is just basically chores. And a holiday for me is not doing chores anymore. Well, that's what my mum used to say about centre parks. We yes. all loved it. She was like, I'm still cooking. Yeah. I'm still cleaning. Yeah, it's not fair, those yeah. sort of holidays on mums, are they? A slightly more obvious reason to spend time away from work with those we love is to create wonderful memories together. I mean, that's what holidays are all about, aren't mm-hmm. they, Haim? Of course. To travel the world with them and explore different cuisines and cultures. I mean, that is what the epitome of a holiday is. That's what I felt this time around. It was, it was the first time that I've enjoyed looking at new countries through the eyes of our child. Yes. I know he doesn't know what's going on. He's too young. But I guess you usually spend all your time traveling and exploring and it's fun for you. And then you do it with your kids. You'll have this more than me. And like going to Thai street food for the first time with yeah. your son or your daughter, or whatever. That yeah. must be even better than just experiencing yourself. Well, I think you start to choose your holidays because you're finding somewhere that the kids will enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's what happens as they get older. You just want to take them somewhere where they're going to have the best possible experience and also somewhere where you're able to relax a little bit. I used to be really against those places. I I was always like, I'm never going anywhere that has kids clubs Mm. because I remember turning up to one once and it was like all the parents were up at the bar having cocktails while all the kids were running wild with some of the hotel stuff. And I was just like, that's not, cool you're not even on holiday with your kids mm. you've dropped them off with someone else and you're just sitting at the bar but actually we did take George to one once right it was so funny we were like oh go on John let's put him in the kids club for the day and we'll see how it goes and John and I actually had a really nice time we were able to sit by the pool and read a book and we walked past the kids club once and it was this glass wall and it was filled up with foam and we just saw George's head pop up going like yeah like a kind of like he was doing like the devil sign like he was having the best day of his life so now I'm a little bit more for kids clubs yeah. than I am because they actually do have a really really fun time and you can't entertain three kids all day every day really well so I I would go to a place with a kids club we, now if I could we won a, a holiday once growing up it was a Mark Warner holiday to Greece and they had kids club and I remember yeah, that's me and my brother learned how to sail yes, we learned how to water ski yeah I won a bravery medal for something. We did a dance. We had to do a dance routine for all the parents in the last night. Yeah. Amazing holiday. And my parents they, don't drink, so they must have just read. Yeah, they must have had a nice time. read the hell out of their books that holiday. And kids want to spend time with other kids on holidays, actually, yeah. I think. So finding places where the kids can hang out by the pool and stuff and have a nice time is always good. If you live in the UK or somewhere else quite cold, the only reason we went on holiday growing up was to get some sun. That was the major attraction. That was the only reason we went anywhere. My mum brings the rain everywhere she ever goes. Yeah. Um, so it never really came out all right. We just, we just <laughs> pissed it down. cloud over it. Yes. But I think if that is your mindset, you live somewhere cold, you just want to go somewhere hot with sun, why waste any minutes either hungover yes. or in a bar or pub? Yeah. Get into it. Get into that sun. Yeah. Get into the sun. Enjoy yourself. We go on holiday to relax and there are thousands of ways to relax that do not involve alcohol. Do whatever works for you. Yoga, gym, swimming, eating, reading, visiting places. I don't never visited anywhere because I was always so hungover. So use your holiday as a different experience, not a drinking one. As I mentioned, my parents don't really drink. So all of my best memories of our family holidays growing up were us playing doubles tennis. We'd spend all day in the swimming pools at centre parks or sightseeing once we got to the right age. We'd go around Europe and we'd do all the touristy things. Yeah, great. Or we went on a safari. Like All of those are amazing memories. There were never any late nights. We spent no time in pubs or bars. And all of my fondest memories as a family were on those holidays as a result. Oh, that sounds lovely. Do you have any standout memories from family holidays growing up? 
Yeah, I think my best ones were the small, simple ones, like the holiday, camping holidays in France, running around French campsites in our slippers, playing with other kids, snogging boys in sand dunes. Just the more simple holidays, the ones where I really had good family time, are the ones that I remember. This made me think, when you asked this question this week, Hamish, it made me think of the French word, you can say it for me, souvenir. Yeah. Which is in when I mean, Hamish says it is a completely different word, which means to remember. And of course, it means souvenir in English, which is to take something away from your holiday, be that like a crappy model of the Eiffel Tower or a stick of rock or what, or you know, somebody made of shells, which you always used to get in Cornwall, didn't you? Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the idea of souvenir, to take something away, to remember your holiday and take away a souvenir of it. And the souvenirs of my holiday are my memories now mm-hmm. as a sober person. The thing isn't a big blackout a big mess a chaotic rush to the bar for happy hour it's nothing to do with that my holidays are about making memories with my children and that is a wonderful thing and the more simple the better the more basic the accommodation the more the more beach action and the more time during the day the better for me it's it's about enjoying the days and going to bed early with my family at night. It's not about the nights, the holidays mm. for me anymore. You may, we might go out for dinner or something, but it's about filling those days with memories. It's interesting, the irony in that. I guess if you ask 10 people why we go on a holiday, they would say to relax, to experience a new culture. And I guess a lot of people would say memories, make memories. Yep. The irony being that most people drink on holiday. We know that drinking wipes memories. Yes. So you come back with very few memories. Yep. I remember very little of our travels when I was 18, 19 no. or backpacking. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. A lot of it was to do with boozing. And it is a shame. Mm. Yeah. Now we're making memories. It's good. We hope that this episode has helped you get excited for your next holiday, be it to Bogner, Barcelona or Beverly Hills. Even just talking about these gets me hyped up enough to want to scope out an online holiday deal. Oh, that's my favourite thing, Hamish. Yes. Going and sitting on bookings.com. Even if I'm never going to go to any of the places, I love looking at hotels. I can't resist. I get emails with deals and I've, yes. I've got all, all, all our holidays booked. I'm not looking to go anywhere, but yeah. I can't help but clicking it. Oh, okay. It's Including like yeah, flights, yeah. all inclusive. Yeah. yeah. We sort of torture ourselves a bit. Yeah. It's always a good plan, isn't it? To have enough money one day to be able to do all these amazing yeah. things. Like, what I like to do is always have the next holiday booked, even yes. if it's like a year away. Yeah, so you've got something it to look makes forward to. The current holiday ending not quite as painful. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Holidays, hotels, and everything that goes with it does not have to be a speed bump in your recovery. Prepare yourself for the fact that alcohol might be around. Call ahead if you can and start changing your mindset about why we really go on holiday. Should we end with a quote, Vic? Of course, Hamish. Tradition, isn't it? A vacation is what you take when you can no longer take what you've been taking. I included that one I wanted you to read it because I it's did the it sort quite of, well actually didn't I it's the sort of bullshit wishy-washy one that you turn your nose up to I takey 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 take take <laughs> you delivered it with a straight face I, I did like do it. quite well yeah. I was thinking oh god I know I, as soon as I saw it I, my eyes flicked over it I thought he's put that in there on purpose <laughs> okay then Robert Auburn he says a vacation is having nothing to do and all day to do it in it's quite good Dad. nothing to do to do to do to do they're all a bit like that <laughs> There's a brilliant um, Instagram fa- uh, page that I followed yesterday, which was sad quotes. Actually, I'm going to find one now. Sad quote. Okay, you research it and I'll read the last quote that I've got here, which is holidays with young kids isn't about the holiday because let's face it, it's beyond exhausting. It's about making memories, which I agree with. Yeah, holidays are no longer necessarily relaxing, but they are equally special with regards to making memories. 
Um, so some of the quotes on this website, it's actually called Disappointing Affirmations. Okay. <laughs> they look, they're all sort of set in sort of lovely backgrounds with really nice writing. You think it's going to be some inspirational quote, but it says, the only person you can truly rely on is you. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, everything is going to be okay. Eventually you'll be dead and won't have to deal with any of this shit. Do something nice for someone today. Leave them alone. Life is hard enough without your bullshit. <laughs> it goes on and on. There's okay. millions of them. Do we need to start doing, I include uplifting quotes every episode and then you do a really depressing okay, one? I think that would be really okay, good. it's a new tradition. Why do something right away when you can sit and wait until it gives you a panic attack? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can do one of these every week, Hamish. This is good. Yeah. All right, good. Disappointing affirmations. Follow it on Instagram. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yeah, just head to www.cupper.community. Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it, and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it? I don't know. Just write it on Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you.
So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody what? sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 